We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're entering the news vault from KCBS Radio. Flames and the smoke. I have a tape recorder in my hand. Now nobody would think of doing that. Newsmen were blocking the door. It worked for a couple of seconds. Bringing the sounds of history back to life. Here's your host, Stan Bunger. And this time we go back to Monday, November 27th, 1978. You could say it was an ordinary day in the news business, although November 27th, 1978 was less than 10 days after the horrors had emerged from Jonestown, Guyana, where more than 900 people died in the mass murder-suicide at the People's Temple cult compound. Their leader, Jim Jones, of course, had started that operation, or at least grown it, in San Francisco, and many of the dead had ties to the Bay Area. But still, a Monday, a new week in the Bay Area, and then a series of live reports begins to unfold on a drama unfolding at San Francisco City Hall. It was the Moscone Milk murder story. What we have for you in this edition of the News Vault from KCBS Radio is an air check coverage as it aired on KCBS beginning a little bit after 11 o'clock on the morning of Monday, November 27th, 1978. The audio quality is not pristine. This was captured, we believe, on what was known as a logger tape. These were low-speed reel-to-reel tape recorders that captured everything on the air, mostly for legal purposes. Often the station would need to refer back to see if something was aired as perhaps a complainant said it had. But that quality is what you'll hear throughout this recording. You'll also note some differences, frankly, in the way things happened in 1978 versus today. Let's reel back. No internet, no Twitter, no CNN or live cable television. In short, very few of the tools that a live radio anchor might have at his or her disposal today when a story like this broke. Still, it is remarkable how quickly the anchor team and the KCBS reporters in the field managed to assemble the information in what must have been a disturbing set of facts unfolding at San Francisco City Hall. The anchors are Nancy Herr and Bob Donnelly. Nancy Herr spent a few years at KCBS. Bob Donnelly, a longtime voice on the station. The reporters spent many years at KCBS Radio. Jim Hamblin and Barbara Taylor both spent much of their career posted at San Francisco City Hall. And through all of this, you'll hear the shock and the emotion of the unfolding events of November 27, 1978. KCBS News Time 1106. Here is a live report on a developing story. This is Jim Hamblin at San Francisco City Hall where there is a report now that a member of the Board of Supervisors has been shot while in the mayor's office. We know no other details. There are names floating around, so we'll wait a moment for any kind of identification. There are about 25 police officers here. They have sealed off the mayor's office. There's an ambulance out front. People are running around, and everything is pandemonium and chaos at the present time. And as I say, the only report we've got so far, totally unofficial, is that a member of the Board of Supervisors has been shot. 
Whether or not there's any condition to report, we'll have to stand by and see. But it's uh, chaos at City Hall. It's a good place to stay away from right now. They will probably seal off the building. The second floor is the center of the activity as numerous police officers rush back and forth. And there's a cadre of reporters waiting to find out what really did happen. Jim Hamblin, City Hall, San Francisco. KCBS News Time, 11.08. And we, will, of course, will keep you posted on any new developments in that breaking story. Bob? In other news, Wendy Yashimura will make a court appearance today to appeal her 1977 conviction for possession of weapons and explosives. Yoshimura is currently free on $50,000 bail pending the outcome of the appeal. Her attorney, James Larson, says the appeal is based on the admissibility of evidence linking Yoshimura to the Symbionese Liberation Army and Patricia Hearst and the publicity surrounding the case. Obviously, during that particular historical period of uh, 75, 76, and 77, the SLA was probably the hottest and most sensational news story in the country and uh, the charges that Wendy was facing were based on a relatively smaller although somewhat similar incident which had occurred in 1972. Yasha Morrow was arrested with Patricia Hearst three years after she had fled the Bay Area. She was convicted in 1977 of renting a garage where weapons and explosives were stored. Charges that state officials have discriminated against California winemakers will be aired today during a meeting of the Assembly Agricultural Committee. Karen Stanley has that report from Sacramento. Today's hearing is expected to focus on the complaint that California winemakers are forced to live with very tough wine labeling regulations, which are not being imposed on wines produced out of state. We have some new information now from Jim Hamblin at City Hall. Jim, what do you have for us? Uh, just in case someone has missed, I have reported a moment ago that a shooting here at City Hall, and there have been a couple of people identified as victims of the shooting, and are now a new twist to the story. And I want to preface my remarks by saying we do not know for sure exactly what has happened because the mayor's office is sealed off. But there are reports that a member of the board of supervisors, a variously identified, uh, principally as Dan White, has been shot. But another report indicates that it was Dan White who may have taken a shot at the mayor and perhaps wounded or otherwise the mayor. And uh, that narrows the sphere down as far as identity goes. There apparently has been a shooting inside the mayor's office. And just who was involved and who was holding the gun and who got hit, we do not know for sure. But there is a report circulating but it was Dan White who took a shot at the mayor. Now, of course, Dan White has been under a great deal of stress recently over the possibility that he might not be reappointed to the Board of Supervisors after his initial resignation and his recanting of that resignation. We're standing by. We'll try to get as much information as we can. Uh, we can tell you that there is total chaos here at City Hall, 25 or 30 police officers. The mayor's office is sealed off. There is an ambulance outside. Jim Hamblin, San Francisco. KCBS News Time, 11:11. The Fresno teacher strike is now in its second week, and negotiators are returning to the bargaining table today after a weekend of talks failed to produce a settlement. The Fresno Teachers Association held a Sunday rally to urge more teachers to join the strike, but Fresno Unified School District officials say they hope more of the striking teachers will return to their classrooms today, despite the fact that no settlement has been reached. 
Strike began last Monday, and the district brought in substitutes to replace teachers in the classrooms. During yesterday's rally, FTA officials accused the district of failing to provide for the needs of students by reducing class size. District officials have accused union leaders of seeking to increase the power of the union. KCBS News Time 11:11. The temperature in downtown San Francisco is 56 degrees. We have fair weather forecast through tomorrow. A few patches of fog or low clouds late nights and early mornings with little temperature change. Highs in the 50s to low 60s. Lows at night in the 40s with light winds. Time is running out for millions of destitute people across the world who need help now. Many are homeless, continually hungry, and in need of medical attention. With each passing day, their hope for survival grows dimmer. You can help CARE's worldwide efforts to bring this grim cycle of suffering to a close. In the developing nations of Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the Near East, CARE is working against the clock to save lives. Your contribution to CARE can provide nutritious food for malnourished children, tools and equipment for needy people to build homes, feeding centers, schools, clinics, safer water systems. Care is the means for them to stand on their own without outside aid. Throughout the world, care is helping needy people to work their way out of poverty. Now is the time to help. Send your check or money order to CARE, Box 100, San Francisco. The zip code is 94108. Though it is increasingly difficult to find, everyone needs a breath of fresh air once in a while. In the Learning Center, this is Dr. Lonnie Carton with the pause that refreshes. A reliable, responsible babysitter can provide the pause that refreshes a parent. Whether it is mother or father who assumes the lion's share of the child's care in the family, the growls and grumbles normally emitted by adults caged in too long with their offspring can be alleviated. A competent babysitter can provide the great escape. Just an hour or two a day or a few hours a week away from a youngster is just what is needed by all parties. KCBS News Time 11:13, and we have a uh, we have a live report coming in right now on that city hall incident. I believe it's Jim Hamblin. Jim. No, this is Barbara Taylor. I am here at the mayor's office, and the latest word is that the mayor has been shot. We do not know his condition. There is also a possibility that Supervisor Harvey Milk has been shot. Uh, there are a lot of people crowded around here, a lot of police officers. The fire chief has just arrived. We just don't have too many other details. We know that there were people here in the city attorney's office next door that heard shots ring out, and that's really about all we know right now. Barbara, have you been in the halls in City Hall? Have you seen uh, the activity? Uh, there's a lot of activity here. There are police all over the place, and I am uh, right next to the mayor's office at this very moment. Uh, the only thing that I think we can say for sure is that it appears that the mayor has been shot. All right, Barbara, we'll be checking back with you, or you check with us and let us know what's happening as soon as we can. And we have another live report from City Hall at this moment. I'm Jim Hamlin from another part of City Hall, and we do have a semi-official report that Supervisor Harvey Milk was shot and wounded in his office, and uh, then whatever later happened, you heard from Barbara Taylor. So uh, we're operating now on the information that Harvey Milk has been shot. His condition is unknown. That occurred in his office. Apparently, there's simply a berserk gunman on the loose in City Hall and then moved over to the mayor's office, where he places four police officers. I would, uh, I would uh, hazard the guess that there's no longer any immediate danger to anyone, but whether or not a suspect 
All right, Barbara Taylor, thank you. We will, um, of course, keep you informed of any new developments in this story. And once again, Bob Donnelly. A very emotional report from Barbara there, and perhaps we should recap for our listeners. Barbara said that Diane Feinstein, a supervisor, the president of the board, did come out and make the announcement that Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk were shot and killed this morning, and the suspect in that shooting is former Supervisor Dan White. So that's the story up to the moment. We'll be having more details right here on KCBS shortly. KCBS News Time 1119. I've been driving a hack 33 years. You know what drives me crazy? Bike riders riding the wrong way down one-way streets. If I did that, they'd have me behind bars. I've even seen them on the sidewalk, whizzing by little old ladies carrying their groceries home. All you hear is whoosh. No bells, no horns, nothing. You can't even see the contraptions without their lights or even. KCBS News Time 1120, more new developments from City Hall. Jim Hamblin reporting. Board of Supervisors President Diane Feinstein has indicated that both Mayor George Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed. The indication is that the assailant was Supervisor Dan White, apparently distraught over the fact that he was not to be reappointed to the Board of Supervisors. There has been no official confirmation of that report, but as I say again, the source of the story is Board of Supervisors President Diane Feinstein, who has indicated that Supervisor Dan White, who has been trying to get back on the Board of Supervisors, shot and killed Harvey Milk and shot and killed Mayor George Moscone. Jim Hamblin at San Francisco City Hall. Jim, uh, are you still there? Yes. Is Dan White in custody? I do not know that. The police have indicated that the uh, that is their identity of the assailant, but whether or not he's in custody, we'll find out shortly and uh, report back. Jim, and you did mention earlier that the, the incident did happen inside the mayor's office. Well, Harvey Milk was shot in his office, which is on the same floor of City Hall as the mayor's office, and... Uh, that occurred in Milk's office, and the shooting of the mayor occurred inside the mayor's office. I might add that a member of the Board of Supervisors would be about the only person who could get access to the inner office of the mayor, and that I may explain uh, how this happened so quickly and so tragically. Uh, Jim, could you repeat some of the information that you had given us earlier, that uh, perhaps it's because uh, Mr. White was disappointed and uh, uh, distraught over not being reappointed to his post as supervisor? Well, apparently the mayor was about to announce someone else to be appointed to Dan White's position. Now, Dan White has been both a firefighter and a police officer in San Francisco and uh, recently ran for, successfully, the Board of Supervisors position and then on November 10th resigned that position, citing money problems and other uh, family considerations, uh, citing the fact that he needed to spend more time with his Pier 39 business called the Hot Potato. Uh, shortly after that resignation, uh, his money problems cleared up with some assurances from his family members that they would uh, apparently subsidize his income shortfall until his business began to get going better. And at that point, he asked the mayor to rescind the resignation, but uh, because of a number of technical problems, it was not possible for White to simply rescind his resignation because it became effective the same day he had submitted it. Uh, 
On that basis, the city attorney said it would be possible to reappoint Dan White, but in the meantime, the mayor indicated that there was virtually no support for that reappointment, that White had in fact uh, lost his political base in the 8th District, and the mayor hinted very strongly that he would not appoint Dan White back to his old position. Jim, if uh, you'll stand by for just a moment, I'd like to recap, then I have another question for you. Uh, what Jim has been telling us, in case you might have just tuned into KCBS, is that there was a shooting incident at City Hall this morning. Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk were both shot and killed, and a suspect is in custody. He is former Supervisor Dan White of District 8 in San Francisco. I would imagine, uh, Jim, uh, you and other people who are going in and out of City Hall and people such as myself all the time, we go through that metal detector and guard, even though we are well known there by the officers on duty. Do you think that perhaps uh, Supervisor White may have been able to go through with a, with a firearm because he too was a familiar face? Uh, more than that, uh, Bob, supervisors go through another entrance. There's a door over on the McAllister Street side and they each have a key and it's simply their responsibility to lock the door after they go through. So they are never scrutinized unless they happen to go uh, through the front. And I have seen several of them who stroll around the outer edge of that weapons detector based simply on the assumption that there's no possible source of danger from a public official in the city. So uh, beyond that, there is an armed guard at the front door of the uh, mayor's office. It's Officer Gary Womack. He was on duty today. And uh, everyone uh, who goes in is at least scrutinized psychologically, but there wouldn't be the second glance given to anyone who is a member of the Board of Supervisors. And uh, so because of that assumption on the part of everyone, it would be very easy for any public official of that status to simply walk in with a gun. Uh, Jim, I wish you could repeat for our listeners, too, the fact that uh, the president of the board, Diane Feinstein, has made the uh, tragedy official. She did make an announcement a few minutes ago. She has indicated to reporters, and I, I, I'm assuming that it has been confirmed to her, but uh, as I say, these things have a habit of sometimes changing. The Board of Supervisors President, Diane Feinstein, has indicated to reporters that Supervisor Harvey Milk has been shot and killed in his office on the second floor and that San Francisco Mayor George Moscone has been shot and killed in his office on the second floor at City Hall and that the assumed perpetrator of the two crimes is Supervisor Dan White, or I should say former Supervisor Dan White, and his status, whether he's in custody or not, I do not know. Thank you very much, Jim. Jim Hamblin and Barbara Taylor will remain at the scene at City Hall to bring us any further developments in this case and recapping once again this shocking, startling story that happened just after 11 o'clock this morning. We got a call from Jim Hamblin at City Hall who told us there had been a shooting. And just a few minutes later, it was confirmed by Board President Diane Feinstein who made the announcement that it had been confirmed that Supervisor Harvey Milk had been shot in his office at City Hall and Mayor Moscone shot in his office at City Hall. Then uh, just a few minutes after that, the word came that both men had been killed. And police have in custody former Supervisor Dan White of, of uh, District 8 in San Francisco. And according to Jim and other reporters at the scene, 
It was probably because Mr. White was very distraught over the rumor that he would not be reappointed to his post in District 8. Uh, and as Jim Hamblin mentioned just a few minutes ago on the air, the supervisors have uh, another entrance that they can use to get into City Hall. They have a special key that takes them through a door on the McAllister Street side and into their offices. And uh, I would assume that uh, supervisor, the former supervisor White, had not turned in that key yet. So he was, uh, he had easy access into City Hall while he was carrying a firearm. He is a suspect in the case. Uh, he is alleged to have shot and killed both Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk. Barbara Taylor and Jim Hamblin are at City Hall. We'll have any further details just as quickly as they happen. KCBS News Time, 11:27. We, of course, will keep you informed on that developing story at City Hall. It's a very tragic thing, and we don't exactly know the status of it right now. But we will keep you in touch, and we understand we do have another report coming up at City Hall. It is just mayhem here. Uh, the press secretary, Mel Wax, just came out repeated again that the mayor shot and killed along with supervisor Harvey Milk. This is what we know about it right now. Earlier today around 9, supervisor, former supervisor Dan White went into the mayor's office to talk to him. I can tell you that he was distraught. I know that by having a telephone conversation, conversation with him at about 11 o'clock last night, at which time he refused to discuss with me uh, what he hoped to be his pending reappointment as supervisor. He, in fact, hung up on me, which I think is an indication of uh, his state of mind. He apparently went into the mayor's office, had a conversation with him. At that point, someone heard shots. They ran into the mayor's office, found the mayor on the ground dead. Dan White was gone. Uh, the way we understand it, he allegedly then went over to the supervisor's chambers, shot and killed Supervisor Harvey Milk. Police are now looking for Dan White. He is their one and only suspect. We don't know where he is. Is there any speculation as to why Supervisor Milk was the target? I, I have no idea. I think that that's one of the big questions that we are all asking now. I'm not quite sure how Supervisor Milk came to be involved in this whole thing. I suppose we could speculate that perhaps he went over, uh, White went over to the supervisor's office distraught, talked to Milk. Perhaps Milk did not give him the support and allegiance that he had hoped for. Barbara, if I could interrupt for just a moment, there is a report that a third person was also shot, perhaps killed. Uh, do you have any information on that? Absolutely no confirmation of that, and if that in fact happened, it did not happen here at City Hall, or I'm sure that I would have known about it. Now, no one knows the whereabouts of Dan White at this time. No one knows what is possible. You know, the events connected and, uh, with San Francisco at the last week just lead you to believe that virtually anything is possible in this town. Well, Dr. Barbara, I know it's chaos down there, but now we also have another report uh, that uh, Mr. White is not in custody, that he is in an old Dodge or Plymouth, a maroon Dodge or Plymouth, and he is being sought by police, that he did uh, evade police at City Hall. So perhaps uh, you'll be getting more information on that for us shortly, huh? Yes, uh, 
I, I can tell you absolutely that White is not in custody. If I could just relate some of my experiences last night as I attempted to follow up the story of Mayor Moscone's pending appointment this morning at 11.30 of a person to fill the spot left vacant when Dan White resigned on November 10th. I did get word from the mayor's office that White was not going to be reappointed. I then called White at his home, as I mentioned just a couple of moments ago, and informed him of that fact. He told me that he had heard nothing of that sort, and it was apparent to me that he was not ready to believe it at all at that time. We had, in fact, called him a day earlier to discuss that same thing with him. One of our editors who talked to him was hung up on and was told that he was not about to talk to anyone. And then last night, he terminated our conversation exactly the same way by slamming the phone down on the receiver. I can tell you that when he went into the mayor's office today, the mayor told him that he was not going to be appointed supervisor. I think that that's very clear at this point. And it, it appears that if Wright is the guilty party, that that, in fact, is what precipitated this well, Barbara, we do know that uh, former Supervisor White is being sought by police, and he's reported to be driving a 1975 Blue Opal with the license number 693SJQ. I'll repeat that. A 1975 Blue Opal automobile with the license number 693SJQ, and police are looking for him, but they say if any citizen sees that car with Supervisor White driving it, do not attempt to apprehend him, but call police and tell where you might have cited the automobile. Nancy, do you have some further information? Well, we simply have a, a recap coming in now. Of course, we know this by now. San Francisco Mayor George Moscone was shot and killed in his office today. Harvey Milk, a member of the Board of Supervisors, was also shot and killed. Diane Feinstein, president of the board, says a suspect is being sought and that suspect is identified as Dan White, who, of course, recently resigned as a member of the board. White is a former San Francisco fireman, recently resigned from the 11-member board. San Francisco City Council, of course, saying he could not afford to stay in the job on the annual $9,600 salary. However, he later asked that his resignation be rescinded after friends and family members came to his financial aid. Police at the scene say White is not in custody, and once again, we have an identification on the car White is believed to be driving. It is a 75 Blue Opal, license number 693SJQ. A 75 Blue Opal, license number 693SJQ. And if you do see that car, do not try to apprehend the driver of the automobile, but call police immediately. And we did have another report that uh, a third party may have been shot and wounded or killed in that same incident. But since it is complete chaos at City Hall at the moment, and it happened just a very short time ago, shortly after 11 a.m., uh, there's no confirmation on that report that a third party may also have been injured. We, of course, will keep you informed on any new developments. Meantime, we have these other news developments. President Carter talked about federal revenue sharing and inflation before the National League of Cities meeting in St. Louis today. He said that by next year, inflation will have eaten away one-third of the purchasing power of the revenue-sharing funds cities have received from Washington since 1972. We have more on that story from Roger Gittins in St. Louis. The president warned the mayors that inflation threatens to wreck the fragile recovery of their cities from the recession of 1974. He said that buying power, federal revenue-sharing, will be cut by a third next year. Even so, the president told the National League of Cities it can't expect increased aid in the next budget. It will be 
from St. Louis to Salt Lake City later today to receive an award from the Mormon Church for his support of family unity. The Mormon Church opposes the Equal Rights Amendment as a threat to families. A former U.S. president is very visible to the public during his visit to Paris. Arthur Higby reports from the French capital. Former President Richard Nixon is acting as if he were back on the campaign trail. Although he said on arrival in Paris that he has no plans for a political comeback, he waded into a lunchtime crowd of about 150 people, shaking hands, laughing, and waving. It was Nixon's first public outing since arriving in Paris. Nixon then drove to the Charles de Gaulle Institute, once used by the late French president as a private office and now a museum. Admiral Philippe de Gaulle, the late president's son, showed him around. Afterward, Nixon said he thought de Gaulle was a great president. He said de Gaulle remained his friend even when Nixon was out of office. This is Arthur Higley in Paris. Uh, repeating the story that happened just after 11 o'clock this morning at City Hall in San Francisco. A suspect identified as former supervisor Dan White entered the office of Mayor Moscone at City Hall. And after a brief argument, he reportedly shot, them, shot and killed the mayor, then went over to the office of Supervisor Harvey Milk and again pulled the trigger on Mr. Milk killing the supervisor. He reportedly is still at large. He evaded the police dragnet that was thrown up immediately after that incident. And police are reportedly looking for a 1975 Blue Opal automobile with the license number 693SJQ. 693SJQ, a 75 Blue Opal that uh, is being driven by former supervisor Dan White. He is wanted as a suspect in those slayings. Mayor Moscone, Supervisor Harvey Milk, both shot and killed this morning, and a report that has not yet been confirmed that a third party may also have been shot and wounded. The suspect being sought by police, former supervisor Dan White. KCBS has Jim Hamblin and Barbara Taylor at the scene. It is complete chaos, they report, but they will be calling in from time to time with any late developments. KCBS News Time, 11:37. The leading cause of accidental death to children in the home is burn injuries. But the most tragic thing about burn injuries is that most can be prevented. For example, gasoline fumes are dangerous indoors. Use gasoline outdoors. Be careful of hot coffee around children. And to put out a grease fire on your stove, cover the flames with a lid. This was a prevention message from the Northern California Burn Council and the Junior League of San Francisco. KCBS News Time, 1137. And we should recap for just a moment. San Francisco Mayor George Moscone was shot and killed today. Harvey Milk, a member of the Board of Supervisors, was also shot and killed. Diane Feinstein, president of the board, says the suspect is being sought. We now have a report that our Tom Newton is outside City Hall. Tom, what do you have for us? of 
pulp between McAllister and Grove is blocked off by police cars. And Okay, that was Tom Newton from outside City Hall. We were breaking in to give you another development. Dan White is now reported to be in custody. We have no further word on that, Bob, except that uh, uh, there was no indication of resistance from what we can understand. That's true. Uh, he is in custody, though. Police have picked up former Supervisor Dan White as a suspect in the killing of Mr. Uh, of Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk this morning. And as you might realize, even though we have three reporters at the scene there, things are happening so rapidly, unless you're right at the scene where it is happening, uh, you might not even know yourself that what has gone on. But we can report that Supervisor Dan White has been picked up by police. He is now in custody. Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.